Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment. And I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is never longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started. So today we wanted to talk about version control. And this is a, this is a great collaboration tool. And therefore, the two of us who work by ourselves are going to tell you all about it. Drawing on our vast experience about <laughs> using version control with all the, the clever things you hear about with like Git and you can have merging and branching strategies and rebasing and all the things that thankfully I never have to deal with because I tend to just work by myself and I'm collaborating with myself. And so thankfully, things typically... Um, and like merge conflicts, not a big problem for me, um, it turns out. But still, I think version control is a very important part of like the discipline of software engineering. And so it seemed like it was something that would be worth discussing, even if obviously, you know, jokingly, some of some some of the more collaborative parts of it aren't as relevant for us. I mean, for me, like I, I have mostly the same situation in that I'm mostly collaborating with nobody. Uh, but there, there have been times where I've seen a lot of the value of it. For instance, I mean, you know, I used to work at, at normal jobs where I had other people working with me, so we would do things there. But that was that was back in the subversion days, and uh, and it was much simpler, and it was still very small teams. Um, and these days, you know, I I mostly you know, don't do any kind of collaboration. However, uh, I do have a couple of open source projects that I run and, and, uh, most of them get no activity whatsoever, but a few of them do get third party contributions. And I have done, you know, get, get pull requests and merges and stuff like that. And those things, so I have minimal experience there. Um, and you and I actually, just started accidentally collaborating on on something and i don't think it's even worth mentioning what it is it's it's a very very narrow need that both of us happen to have and almost nobody else does i committed uh, to your code base the other day and that was like the first time i've ever committed to someone else's ios code base and i think and you said that was probably the first time that anyone's ever committed to yours right it's been a very long time since like <laughs> 2011 2012 i think was the last time i had i had any kind of collaboration so yes it's it is very much a, a rare thing but it was kind of fun like i was like oh someone else it's like i have to do a fetch and a like a pull rather than just a push this um, <laughs> this is novel and exciting yeah i don't know how i would deal with that in my apps I'd, I'd probably fix all the uh, all the style differences, which is like this, you know, huge faux pas to like restyle someone else's commit. But, but yes, yeah, but like version control, like there is a definitely collaboration is an important part of that, and there are lots of different ways to deal with that. Like obviously, like we're saying, for us, we don't do as much from a collaboration perspective, but I've you know I've worked in companies where it's an important thing, and there's you know lots of great mechanisms for this now. Like this is something that I think back to. I think my first my first version control system was CVS. I think. Yep. And then I went to Subversion and then to Git. And in, every time, like, the tool itself gets better and less awkward and less cumbersome. Um, and I think about the things that are even things like GitHub or Bitbucket or there's lots of kind of these online backs or front ends for the repository, which makes so many of these things so helpful. And while I don't do a lot of it, whenever I've had to do something like that, where you have, like, you submit a pull request and you can have notes and code review and... A lot of these things are nice and clear and obvious rather than just kind of sitting there at the command line trying to work out what's going on um, when someone else submits code and it crashes into yours and things are horrible and broken. Um, and, so, you know, can, you can do some pretty powerful things, too. Like I remember back with my early days of version control where you had to like you would check out specific files that you were going to change 
and things like that that would be very cumbersome and you'd be like every now and then you'd go down the hall and you know like ask jim down the hall hey are you done with that header because i need to add something to it for my part of you know of, of this app and things like that which you know most modern ver- uh, version control systems can just deal with in terms of they'll you know if you if you edit the top and he edits the bottom it just goes and that's fine and you know that can sometimes be problematic if he's changing something in one way and you're changing it in another but you know by and large collaboration is much easier uh, from a version control perspective than it used to be um, because you can just you have these nice visual tools and you know mechanisms by which you can you know each share and share access into a repository yeah i mean it's it is so nice to have you know, modern modern conveniences with these things and, and modern advancements. I mean, you know, I too, I, I never did the systems where checkouts are exclusive to one person, but just basics of like versioning and merging from all these systems are great. And, you know, and, and especially like branching became a lot easier with Git and, and the, the DVCS model. And these things, I mean, it just, it just helps so much when you're working on a team and also when you're working by yourself. And I think that's what we're going to talk about too, is like, even when you're working alone, these systems provide invaluable help, and and I think every developer. I, I, this is actually I know that not every developer who works for themselves uh, does version control, and I think not doing it is a huge mistake. Yes, I don't even know how. I mean, that just seems like that's like the wild wild west, where like are you like copying folders like anytime you know like it's when you have like version one, version two, version three. Like, oh, that's that's chilling. Yes, use version control, whatever it is. It doesn't like it's one of these. It doesn't really matter which one you choose. Like if you're a Git person, a Mercurial person, if you want to use Subversion, if you want to do something else, like that's fine. But you have to use something um, because I think that's like the thing that you also can keep in mind with version control is like it's a powerful like development tool. Like in the way that you and I, like we probably spend most of our development time in Xcode or in some ways in some like TextMate or something if we're doing um, like web programming, but the tool it's the tool of version control is a pretty powerful one in terms of it being a part of your development process and allowing you to do things that would otherwise be really awkward like i love in git having lightweight branching of being able to be like i have this idea for a way to kind of restructure something or do a big refactor or take like take some code and you know take it in a different direction and i can just branch off from like my main thing try it for you know a few days and if i end up it turns out to be just this complete dead end i can sort of just like throw that away and go back to where i started from in a way that is nice and clean and reliable and isn't going to break something or if i need to want to just like cherry pick part of that in i can do that in a controlled way um and also just to look at what i've been doing like sometimes i'll you know it's being able to look at the like in some ways you'd think like the blame part of um, version control if you work by yourself. And if you're not familiar, like blame in most um, version control systems, you can look at any line of code and see who created it and when that was created in the history of your project. You know, And so this is the classic, like if someone breaks the build, you can run blame on it and see who broke it. Um, but even for myself, like when the names are always me, it's often really helpful to be able to look back and be like, why am I doing this this way? And I can go back and see like, huh, interesting. I added this as, you know, at, you know, two years ago when I was working on X feature. And that's often really, really, really helpful um, to be able to look back and to understand my own code even better. And, you know, even more so if it's, you're collaborating with, um, with someone else. 
And even just to be able to, like one thing I always do as a in my development cycle is I look at, I take the last commit that, like the version that I just released. And whenever I'm getting ready to submit to the app store, like the very last step in before I hit like actual archive and submit to the app store is I always go and run a diff between the last submitted version and my current version of the code. And I just go through like sort of line by line in all the changes and make sure that there's nothing in there that jumps out at me as like, whoa, why is this still in here? That, or like, that doesn't seem right. And I've caught several bugs in my develop, you know, in my process that way by having using version control as a tool to help me write better code. Yeah, I mean, that's the, the biggest value of it as, as independent is that it's, it's, it's giving you a tool that can show you what you've changed and when you changed it and possibly why you changed it. Um, but that's like just knowing what has changed, whether it's what did I do today to this one file so I know whether to even commit this change or not, um, or you know, what's it, you know, what has changed in, in the entire app between this version, which I know worked in this way, and the current version, which keeps having this weird bug that I can't figure out why it's happening. You can go and you can see, like, all right, well, here's everything that's different between these two. So the bug is because of some part of this. You know, and like it's it's so it's so useful to know that stuff. Everyone can get value out of that. You know, it also it helps it, it helps even if you have to work on multiple computers or if you're working on you know for, like if you have a deployment on your server and one locally on your computers, you keep those synced up properly in in, in a sane way. I mean, it's it's just so great. I I'm I'm still sh I'm shocked that anybody still doesn't use it. But fortunately, most people do use it. I think most people have come around to to it now. So. We're mostly uh, mostly sane in that way. In an industry that's insane in so many other ways, we're mostly sane in that way. <laughs> yeah, and it, it really helps in that regard that it's also become so much easier to do. Um, like, I think of in Xcode, like, it has, like, full-on version control built into it. Um, like, in terms of, not even, like, it's weird snapshotting thing that it always asks me when I'm refactoring a project, and then it asks me, do I want to make a snapshot? And I don't really know what that means, and I really don't think I do. Um, it, but it has it built in, like it, all of my projects, whenever I'm changing something, like it's really helpful in Xcode to just see what's changed. And like, once I change something, it gets a little M icon next to it that says it's modified, or if I've added a file to it, it's there. And so like, there's no reason not to be aware of this type of thing because the tooling in, is in place to make that just so easy and streamlined, um, that, that you'd be a fool not to. Yeah. And what, you know, whether you do it on a hosted service like GitHub or Bitbucket or whether you do it just locally. Like, you know, you can, almost all these systems, you can have a local server if you want to and not have it synced to any, like, you know, remote slash paid web service. Um, but I recommend, if if you can swing it for, you know, regulatory reasons and for for money reasons, I recommend just putting it on GitHub or Bitbucket. Like, put it, put it on one of the big hosts because it just it, it outsources a class of problems that you don't need to deal with anymore and also you get a whole lot of convenience for having that be on a hosted system you have the nice web guis you have the ability to access it from anywhere multiple computers you have kind of this built-in backup um so it's yeah definitely host it if you can and please please use version control yeah and that's gets into i think another kind of interesting aspect to version control which is the like the backup portion of it yeah like both in terms of like what you're saying where like it's another physical backup like in the same way that you should have probably a clone of your main development hard drive running all the time and like backup in that sense of like being able to you know not have if, if my computer dies that suddenly like i'm out of luck and that's it like the only copy of 
um, my code was sitting on that machine. Like that, that, that's, that's terrifying. Like you have to have it backed up in a lot of ways because like the funny thing about being doing the kind of work we do, like there's no sort of tangible, uh, the, the only tangible outcome of our work is like a collection of sort of like text files and images sitting on our hard drive. And so like the amount of time and energy and money that goes into creating those, we have to treat them like incredibly carefully. Like if we were, it's like we were at Coca-Cola and we have to keep, you know, I I imagine like the recipe for Coca-Cola is very well protected and backed up and guarded to make sure that they can keep making it. Because if somehow like it got lost and they didn't know the recipe anymore, that would be hugely problematic. And so as developers, like our source code is that thing. Like even if we have a binary, um, you know, an old binary of our app, like that doesn't do us any good. We can't change that. And so it's important to back it up both in terms of that kind of backup. And then something else that I find it, I've found it so helpful for many times too, is it's having this, like being able to go through um, like, so it's like you have this little time machine that you can go back in time and say, what was my app like at a particular time? And like you were saying earlier, this is great for identifying bug, like weird regressions and bugs where it's like it worked in version two, but it doesn't work in version three. Like, why is that? And you can actually go back and all that I'll often end up doing is, you know, I'll export the project from my version control at a particular, you know, milestone and you know change the bundle identifier and i can run them both at the same time and i can kind of go back and forth and i can see why things are different and that kind of snapshotting is really helpful um to be able to look back and then even one other thing that i've it's kind of more silly but i love sometimes being able to go back to like the like version one of a product after it becomes very mature both to kind of laugh at myself um, and just kind of look at it, but also just to kind of for nostalgia reasons of kind of looking at it. And it's kind of nice to have a sense of like, wow, I've really come a long way. Um, you know, this app used to be so simple and now it's, it's, it's so much more robust. And I like, that's kind of fun to have this backup of it that sort of never goes away in that way. Like I always like, this is why I also version control all my screenshots that I submit to the app store. Yep. Me too. Um, like, like they're in there for that same reason that I sometimes is really fun or useful or like I'm doing a retrospective post, you know, like I, an app has the, you know, when, when one of my apps hits a milestone, like it's been, you know, it's, Oh, it's five years old. Like if it's you know hitting a milestone, it's kind of fun to like do a blog post or something like that to kind of talk about it and show screenshots or the icon from a long time ago. Like version control is a great place to keep those things. So it's all in the same place. And it, you know, as time marches on, um, you can keep a nice accurate record of what's changed. All right, our sponsor this week is Braintree. Braintree is code for easy online payments. They are a full stack payment platform. And you know, why make payment integration more difficult than it has to be? Braintree allows you to accept nearly any type of payment from any device with just one integration. They support PayPal, Bitcoin, Venmo, Apple Pay, Android Pay, cards, and they will support whatever's next, all with that one integration. It's flexible to your system's needs and supports most programming languages. So whether you're using Java, Ruby, or Python, you will always have a range of server-side and client-side SDKs available. The Braintree client code supports Android, iOS, and JavaScript, and all this takes just 10 lines of code to implement. Braintree makes payments and your job a whole lot easier. Learn more at braintreepayments.com slash radar. Once again, that's braintreepayments.com slash radar. Thank you very much to Braintree for sponsoring our show and all of Relay FM. So I think what it might make sense for the rest of the episode is to kind of talk about 
how this actually what we what like what we do in practice like what the actual tools that we use what that um like goes around because i think there's a there's certainly a degree to which version control can become a very um like personal thing and some people like mercurial some people like git some people maybe even still love subversion or there's something new and fancier that i'm not aware of but like you end up with these kind of preferences and at least i know for myself like i have kind of workflows and things that i've built up over time um, that are part of this that maybe are helpful um, or if you're looking for a different way of doing git or different tools for it might be helpful to discuss so what is your typical like how do you actually interact with your version control system so on the server i just do it all via command line and i use git and i host on github um, which I, I would imagine github is probably one of the biggest reasons why people choose git and why it's so popular because GitHub is is just so convenient in, in many ways and so good in many ways and it is it isn't perfect but it's it's very good. I use GitHub again, uh, private everything. I pay for it. It's fine. Um, it's it's been very secure for me and, and totally fine. And honestly, if somebody steals my source code somehow, I don't really worry about that because source code is not very valuable. Like if if you get somebody's source code to their entire app, what do you need to do with that? Like. You can upload it, but that's illegal, and they can easily get it taken down. So, like, like you know, you can make your own app again, also illegal from that. They get it taken down. So, like, the actual value of stolen source code isn't particularly high for somebody's random iOS app. So, uh, anyway, back to how I use it. I use the command line for almost everything I do in general in development. So MySQL, I use the command line interface to that. If I'm doing development with uh, other server-side daemons like Memcache or Redis, I will use the command line to interface with those, to set them up, to to do administrative tasks if I need to ever. Git, I usually don't do that anymore. <laughs> with Git, Git is so complicated on the command line. <laughs> And so tedious on the command line that I usually just use Git Tower uh, as my GUI, uh, which is a it's a Mac app. Um, it's some price; it doesn't matter. It's worth whatever price they charge. It's worth it. I think it's like fifty bucks. Whatever it is, totally worth it. Git because Git is incredibly complicated, and it doesn't need to be. Most in most use, you can get by, and it's and it's totally fine, and you'll be fine. But sometimes you have to do something crazy with it, or you have a weird error that you have to overcome. And anything involving branching, merging of branches, um, certain advanced operations like committing only part of what you've changed or, or discarding only part of what you've changed, you can do all these things in the command line, but it's so obtuse to figure out how to do that on Git. And many times these things can be multiple commands. And many times they're very error prone if you do them manually, uh, and you and you could actually do some damage if you do it wrong. So typically now I, I just use Git Tower on the Mac, um, and I just don't do any kind of operations like that on the server. I'm exactly the same. I use Git Tower for probably like 99% of my Git. It just sort of it works. It's very reliable. It's straightforward, um, and like the way that they present Git, to, I've always found seem kind of like works with my head. Um, like sometimes I've tried some other Git clients and they can get very, I don't even like they're, they're showing me too much. Like they, they can use Git has all kinds of crazy information and metadata and things about, especially when you have lots of branches, like things that are going on and I, they just hurt my head. And like, I like in the way that I use the way that I use Git tower, like it is pretty straightforward. Like I open it up, I open a repository. It's like, here's the things that you've changed. And would you like to commit them? 
And that's like most of my process is that. And if I want to make a branch, I just like pick the commit I want to branch from. I give it a name and now it's created. Um, and so it does a very good job of showing that to me in a way that, yeah, it's like it's completely it, it's one of those essential tools. Like if I'm setting up a new computer, there's a like in that first like five things that I will I will download onto it. One of them is going to be Git Tower because I really can't work productively without it, um, which is probably saying a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, again, like I, I really do try to avoid GUI tools for for developer stuff where there is a perfectly suitable command line version. Uh, but this is one of those things where it's so worth it. It's it's it is so you know not only does it save me a lot of time and it makes certain operations uh, you know less error prone that are complex, but also it just gives me a really good view of what's going on. Like, you know, at, m- most of what we mentioned before, like a lot of what we were talking about is like how source control can, can, get, can, can show you and help you track what you're changing, what, you know, what has changed over time, how things used to be or how things are now. Um, and Git Tower is, they, they just do a really nice job of showing the diffs, showing the various commits and what was in each commit, um, showing branches and, and letting you do that. And, it isn't. I mean, there are certainly there's certainly room for improvement. In particular, I I, I think the sub module uh, area <laughs> is it could use some improvement. But that's most of the most of the areas that I think Tower could be improved, including sub modules. I think are at least partially or or even mostly because the underlying Git feature is itself complicated and finicky. <laughs> so like sub modules suck. <laughs> Everything about Git sub modules is horrible. And so I can understand why the, the implementation of them in Tower is also a little bit odd and a little bit finicky. Um, but ultimately, I think if you, if I'm going to be using Git, uh, this is the way to do it. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. And I, and I think it's also probably worth contrasting it to, I do use the version control integration in Xcode quite a bit, but it's for like totally different things. Like what? Um, like I use the, so A, it's just useful to be able to see what's changed. Um, and often what I'll end up doing is if in the, what's it called? The navigator view, like the bottom left part of the Xcode browser, um, you can say like, show me only files that have changed that have, that have like an active version control status. Um, and that's really helpful. Often I'll find when I'm like working on something and I can kind of just see the files that are, are sort of, I've been working on and it both, it collapses a big project into a nice small list. Um, and it's also kind of just, if, if I see something that doesn't look right, like often I'll find like a nib file that um, has changed for some reason that I don't understand. Like I don't feel I opened it up once and touched it and then horrible things happen and being able to be aware of that earlier in the process um, is helpful. But most of what I do is, is the very helpful, like version control. I don't even, I'm sure these have have fancy names, but like where you can compare inside of Xcode um, your current version to a past version. So it's like if you're in the, in the top right corner of Xcode, there's like the three views. There's like the regular view, the companion view, and then the version control view. And in that, I'm so often in there when I'm like looking at code and trying to see like well, what's changed, how is this different, um, how did I used to do this? Like if I have a problem that I used to, I've solved once before, I go in there and compare them. Um, and then like I was saying earlier, I, off, I you know, surprisingly often for working just myself, I'll use blame. Um, so I'll switch it into blame mode and look through the, the, the source file and say like, you know, when did this change? When, when did I start doing it this way? You know, what was that around? Um, and those kinds of tools and having them like built right in to Xcode um, is really useful. Like I go to Tower 
regularly, but it's when I'm done with something or when I'm getting ready to do a release or like in these kind of big um, strategic operations. But I love that Xcode has integration at the tactical level where like I'm actively coding. And in that process, I don't have to context switch to some other app to like look this up. I can very easily just be like, huh, you know, why am I doing it this way? When did this change? Um, And that sort of thing. And so I use those tools in Xcode a lot. Um, but I hardly ever commit or any of those types of operations, you know, from Xcode. They, it has them. Like, I'm sure they're there. And, you know, it, it, I'm glad they exist in some ways so that, like, out of the box, you can do basic version control. But in Xcode, I find it really helpful at that, like, basic, like, the actual line of code level. And then I go to Tower whenever I want to do, like, actual operations, like things that I would go to a command line and type, you know, git clone, git branch, git merge, git whatever um i don't actually know what half of them are because i just used tower instead <laughs> so i didn't even know this version view was here i just open it up now and i'm like my mind is blown like oh my god this is so useful <laughs> so so someone has not been watching uh what's new in developer tools uh, sessions at x at a wwgc <laughs> for the last few years i think nope. i think we just discovered that uh, live on air does that surprise anybody <laughs> i didn't read the manual this is great this is <laughs> This is amazing. <laughs> all I would, all I ever really used in Xcode was the little M indicators on the sidebar to know what I've changed. Well, there you go. Now, <laughs> now you know that you can do some of these basic operations live at Xcode, and um, like I said, they're really helpful. They're not. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> turns out. <laughs> turns out. <laughs> all right. Anything else this week? No, I think that's it. Uh, mostly, I guess, just to say, make sure you're using version control, please, please, please. Make sure you're using version control. It's one of those things that if you're not. For and like and version everything like I version stuff like I mean like then there's I don't do a lot of like Photoshop work but when I do like I just I mean I just put my my PSDs into version control oh yeah and it doesn't do all the cool fancy diffing it's not fancy in that way but like I don't care I ha- I can always go back in time I can always snapshot things like whatever you're doing try and version control it like I version control my blog I version control anything I can because once you get into the discipline and the habit of doing it. Like it's just so much better. And it's probably worth saying I'm terrible about commit messages because I'm just <laughs> working by myself and it's hilarious. Like I, you know, most of my commit messages are often just like stuff kind of works now. Yeah. Hmm, this seems to be better. Fix, 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 fix. But <laughs> that's enough. Like it's because it, I'm still creating snapshots. Like I'm not necessarily communicating as well to my future self, um, which is maybe, you know, like problematic to, you know, in some ways. But just having it, like just putting ram- random gibberish in there and just like you'd be better off if you just like had Git take a, you know, take a commit snapshot once an hour um, would be, you know, even if you didn't want to do anything, like having just some kind of resource to be able to go back in time is so valuable and I think can make you such a better developer, um, especially when you use the Xcode integration tools um, <laughs> to yeah, understand watch the how, videos. <laughs> if you watch the videos, you can really do some powerful things. Um, <laughs> so I highly recommend them. All right. Thanks a lot. That's all the time we have this week. Uh, So thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks to our sponsor, Braintree. And we will see you next week. Bye. I can't believe you didn't know those were there. (laughs) (laughs) How did you not know those were there? (laughs) Yeah, that's... uh, There's a lot of Xcode I haven't explored yet. (laughs) Like, there's only... There's only, like, in in the default nav bar... Like, there's only, like, six buttons. I just never clicked on those two. (laughs)
Yeah, the one next to it with the, with the, the semicircles, the Venn diagram one, the assistant yeah. editor. I don't know what that does either. Well, that, that one is mostly just like <laughs> useful for if you have a nib in one view and like the related file in the other one. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like it's, it's designed to have two things compared to like next to each other. Um, so that's useful if you're like dragging outlets or things, you know, from uh, if you're dragging outlets from a nib file into a source file, I use the, the companion one. But yeah. I yeah, know there's this whole world of version of version control that's uh, been waiting for you this this whole time. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad we captured that on. 